Moncrief on News Talk. Time for stuff. Stuff that changed the world. The mobile phone. The internet changed the world. Penicillin, I would have thought. I would say sanitation. It changes everything. Simon Tierney joins us once again uh, on News Talk to talk about something we, none of us have been in for quite some time, uh, that being the roller coaster. I'm missing it, Sean. Have you ever been on I, I, the My thing about my general policy, like I've been to Funderland and a few of those things, but my, you know, I get on when it's some swingy thing and then I spend the entire time estimating where I'm going to land when the thing inevitably <laughs> snaps off and I hope I don't land on people <laughs> uh, or, you know, and, and, and take loads of people with me well, uh, when I Well, you'll be die. delighted to know that only on average of 50 people die from roller coaster and other amusement park accidents per year. Okay, probably it's far lower uh, this year. Oh, uh, yes, one imagines. I would imagine. Uh, now, the interesting thing, though, again, is is the roots of all this because one would imagine it, there's nothing more American, but it is not. Yes, it, in our imagination, it is such a quintessentially American experience. Probably tied up in our heads with Disneyland and uh, and Disney World and all those things. But no, as you say, Sean, it is a Russian invention. Um, it started, its immediate predecessor, I suppose, was the great ice slides of the 15th, 16th and 17th centuries, where there was an abundance of ice, of course, in the hmm. Russian winter. And these were large wooden structures, artificial mountains, really. And um, you would sit on a block of ice and you would go down in a sort of a death roll to the bottom and hope for the best. And <laughs> these could get up to 50 miles per hour. But we have another Russian to thank for um, sort of bringing the roller into the coaster. And that was Catherine the Great, the Empress of Russia. In 1784, she commissioned a very large roller coaster in her backyard. And uh, this was the first roller coaster which could be enjoyed through the summer months as well. The Russians were so... And I should say, it's like when we talked about roller... Uh, skates last year. Mm. Um, what we found interesting about that topic was that it really started out as uh, an activity of the upper classes. Um, and it was very similar with uh, the roller coaster. This was something for Catherine the Great and her cronies to enjoy. Um, this wasn't something that was uh, available to the, the, the distracted multitude, so to speak. So that's that's the way it began. And her great influence on European culture, of course, caused interest in the roller coaster to spread across the continent. And so it, it was hers the first roller coaster? It was the first roller coaster in the literal sense that it had coasters on it. Right. Okay. <laughs> and is it known what it looked like? I'm, I'm presumably it wasn't made out of metal it was really made no of no wood it was stuff. entirely made of wood in fact all roller coasters until 1959 really when oh, Walt Disney debuted his roller coaster in Anaheim in in uh, California that was the first one to be made out of steel so the 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 majority of the history of roller coasters is a history of wood and Catherine the Great's was a wooden structure with wooden trolleys on it which had wooden wheels so it was a very wooden experience Okay yeah so I bet it was a kind of like a railway track type Indeed. arrangement and the French it seems were kind of at the cutting edge of all this Yeah the French played a really important role um, Belleville Mountain in Paris 1817 that was the first time when 
the wheels of the roller coaster carts were locked into the the rails. So I don't know if you've ever examined the wheels of a roller coaster, Sean. Probably not. No. But um, the way they work, the way you're able to go upside down is that, of course, the wheels are are locked in. They actually have three wheels um, nowadays or even more in order to make it run as smoothly as possible. But the French were the first to lock those wheels in. So it made it very, very difficult for the roller coaster to derail. This, of course, opened up enormous possibilities for the engineering and mechanics of a roller coaster because all of a sudden the imagination of these men who were, and women who were creating these was, my goodness, l- why don't we try a loop-to-loop? Why don't we bring these people upside down? Because surely the locked-in wheels will mean that the, the, the cart can't fall off. Yeah. So, um, as night follows day in 1846, the world's first Loop, the loop was debuted did in they, Paris. Did they like? I assume they tested these things beforehand to make sure, for instance, people didn't just fall out. Oh God, they did. Yeah. Uh, this is well documented. They tested it with a monkey. Of course, they did. Like we used to do with dogs and monkeys in space travel in the nineteen fifties and sixties. Okay. And and presumably the, the the monkey enjoyed it, or or they inferred that the monkey enjoyed he it. He wrote his autobiography afterwards, which was a bestseller, <laughs> as you can imagine. <laughs> um. We do know that the first man who went in this 13-foot loop-the-loop, when he got off it, he said that he experienced such a delicious feeling that he wanted to try it again immediately, which is often the experience when people get off a roller coaster nowadays. They either look like they're about to die Mm. or else they're really keen to get back on it again. It's a very divergent experience for people. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, the kind of, whether it produces endorphins or just terror. Now, I suppose we can, we, uh, 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 given though the, the uh, European roots of all this, I suppose it, it is an American story, very much Coney Island. Uh, yes. uh, and that's where it, it kind of launches in the States. Yeah, Coney Island is really the home of the amusement park. It, it was where the first amusement park was built in the world in the 1880s. Anyone who's read or seen Brooklyn um, uh, from a few years ago, there's a uh, a lot of scenes shot there in Coney Island in the 1950s. It was a very popular place for New Yorkers to go to at the weekends during the summer months and enjoy the the fun fairs out there. And um, Lamarcus Adna Thompson, he was well, he's called the father of the roller coaster. We always need to have a father of these inventions, don't we, Sean? He built what he described as the gravity pleasure switchback railway. <laughs> In 1884. Call that nowadays and that's a porn site. Yeah. (laughs) The the word roller coaster tripped off the tongue a little quicker than than gravity pleasure switchback railway. But the reason it was called that was because, of course, it depended on on, uh, gravity. It didn't have an engine. So people literally pushed it off and hoped Ah. for the best. And the reason it was called switchback railway is because the way these early modern roller coasters in the late 19th century worked is they weren't the way they are nowadays, Sean, where you go in a loop. So you begin in one spot and you arrive back there a few minutes later. These ones were, you went for, you climbed a tower and then you went downwards with the help of gravity to another lower tower at the end. This one was 600 feet long, which is about 123 metres or something like that. And um, then basically they turned you around and sent you on another one going in the other direction. 
but ah. there wasn't a continuous loop. Now it travel. It cost five cent to use this Coney Island uh, thing, and it was a scenic one. The scenic roller coasters were very popular at the turn of the century. It travelled at six six miles per hour, so it wasn't a thrill ride mm. as we imagine nowadays. But what the idea was that it was a pleasurable uh, pleasure is in the title. There was a pleasurable kind of undulating trip along. This is a time when, of course, people were fascinated with the railways in general. Not everyone could afford to use, go on a, ra- on a, a rail journey. Uh, this was a way to do it. But they w- there would be scenic panels as you travelled. So there would be a panel of the Swiss Alps. And then a few metres along, there would be a panel of the Venetian canals. And you actually didn't sit looking forwards. You sat on a bench on the cart. So you were actually looking sideways on the roller coaster. Ah, so it's quite sedate, really. Very sedate. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea was that you were giving people an opportunity to kind of travel through different experiences. That was the pleasure in it. The pleasure wasn't the thrill of some sort of, you know, death-defying journey over... Mm. Uh, that that we enjoy or, or are terrified by nowadays. So in Coney Island, when when did they first get the loop, and did that require some sort of technological breakthrough? Yeah, the loop is a really interesting thing because it's something that roller coaster engineers have struggled with for, for a, a really long time, Sean. And a lot of people have died or got whiplash through the process of trying to perfect <laughs> it, as you can imagine, from that first monkey in Paris in 1846. Um, the first loop was in 1895. This was the flip-flap railway, Sean, um, <laughs> and it was called that for a reason. Basically, uh, the way it worked was, it was a perfect circle, this loop. So when you went into it, the body experienced enormous gravitational pull. In fact, 12 Gs of pull. Mm. Now, the body can healthily sustain about 5 Gs of pull in a normal roller coaster or in a normal experience where your body is being dragged in that way. This had more than double of that, leading to gravity-induced loss of consciousness, whiplash, and sometimes (laughs) full ejection when the seatbelts failed. So it was it was really life or death. Yeah. Um, you were you were really putting your life online when you got into it. Nowadays, rest assured, the loop the loop in a roller coaster has a very slight difference in the design, but it's a crucial difference. And it's this. It isn't a pure loop the loop in a roller coaster nowadays. It's actually elliptical. So the grade in and the grade out is at a much softer angle. Um, uh, than it was in the past. Mm, and that's presumably to reduce the Gs down to exactly. a kind of a, a, yeah. a tolerable level. Right, okay. And were these things, how were they powered then, these first loop-de-loops or these, you know, elliptical ones? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think a lot of them still depended on gravity, but some of them used steam power, some of them used hydraulic systems. Like a lot of uh, roller coasters to this day depend on hydraulic systems. The tallest uh, roller coaster in the world, Kangda, which is in New Jersey, um, that uses hydraulic power. Um, it is absolutely terrifying, Sean. I might tweet a picture of this later. It is 45 stories high. Oh, P- pure vertical. The drop right. is v- pure vertical, purely sh- sheer drop. Absolutely extraordinary, this one in New Jersey. And it reaches speeds of 205 miles 
per hour. That'd be a few G's in that, uh, I would have thought. Now, my vision of Coney Island, though, it's, it's kind of a bit decrepit and run down. Did they did they suffer when the, you know, the Disney worlds and all that opened up? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, there was a real decline in interest in roller coasters after the Great Depression, the Wall Street crash of 1929. They went out of favour. It was really Walt Disney. Uh, we, we have to credit him for bringing them back into the popular imagination. 1955, of course, was the first Disneyland uh, yeah, Disneyland in Anaheim in California. 59, he opened his first roller coaster inspired by a trip to the Swiss Alps. Um, it was called the Matterhorn Bobsled Ride. And this was a real game changer, Sean, because as I said at the top of the item, this was made of steel. So mm. all of a sudden, it was a lot more secure. Um, it required less maintenance and it was quieter and less terrifying, less rattling around and kind of nuts and bolts. Yeah, falling <laughs> off. Yeah. Falling off. <laughs> but there's just so much terror about roller coasters. I mean, on a personal level, I avoided roller coasters for the first 36 years of my life. I was persuaded by my partner to get on one in Tato Park a few years ago. And uh, there's a huge one in our. We have a really big uh, mm. roller coaster here in Ireland, which is made of wood, I should say. Oh, dear. Uh, at least the, the structure is made of wood, um, but it's uh, very secure, the carts and everything. But um, I really enjoyed the experience. That's the first and only time oh. I've been on, on one. And I have to say, I would do it again. You would do it again. Okay. But you didn't do it again that day. No, not yeah, that okay. day. Yeah, okay. I needed true. some time to come uh, down. Uh, T says, I was vomited on by a girl sitting in the row in front of me while enjoying a roller coaster ride. And yes, my mouth was open. That is probably a very oh, common Lord. experience. I don't know what you call these things. They're not roller coasters, but you stand up in them. You're, it, 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 uh, people get into them and you're in your kind of a cubicle and it's in a circle and then it starts spinning around and then it it, it, it slowly tilts up onto its side uh, and so you're pinned in by the G-force. Oh, wow. And they, and they used to have, I always remember the, every year in the, the Ballinasloe Horse Fair that the, the, uh, um, the, the Fun fair would come and they had one of those things and invariably and now I was on one of these where somebody has got on half cut they can't stand the spinning they puke and what happens in that scenario is that the puke goes into the centre of the circle and everyone's rizzing round this ball of puke <laughs> it's like a washing machine yeah, of yeah, puke yeah waiting for the thing to slow down and going <laughs> oh god I hope I'm not underneath that that's a terrifying experience. Uh, Simon Tierney, thanks a million. Uh, Simon Tierney there. Uh, you are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. Moncrief on News Talk.